Alright, we gotta get the fuck started here because my dongle just shit itself. So I'm uh, I'm running on batteries right now. Has man versus technology formally replaced man versus nature on the literature like fucking hierarchy chart? All I know is that technology started this fucking fight. I didn't. I just wanted to fucking do the thing it's supposed to do. Maybe it just doesn't want to anymore. If your laptop started this fight, is man going to finish it? Is it going to be a W on the man corner? Yeah, but it'd be like one of those pirate victories because I will throw it out the window and then I just won't have a laptop anymore. Because I remember from my base education that nature wins a lot of those man versus nature bookings. Like, it's at least 50-50 between two. Remember fucking Christopher McCandles? I'm thinking more Moby Dick. But, uh, yeah, no, I remember Christopher McCandless. I love Crack Hour. I should, I should read uh, the Everest book that he... No, wait, no, I did read the Everest... Into thin, I read into thin air. I read into the wild. I need to. He did other shit. I need to read his other shit. You want to be a crack hour completionist? He's fun. I love his prose. I love like how he um how he sort of approaches the sort of um terrible splendor of the outdoors. You know, prose is a nice. Uh, I can't say intangible because I'm sure you can sit down and break it apart, but we tend to feel it out more than anything most of the time as casual readers and. I suppose, I mean, it's not the most useful observation for an animation podcast, except that, I don't know, I guess in a lot of ways the animation is equivalent to the prose and functional effect. It's the thing that carries you along as you get through the story. It's what is meant to convey most of the moods. It's why the Misfit of the Demon King Academy did not get any fucking points that it might have accrued. If it had even <laughs> looked halfway unique, then yeah, maybe I might have, you know, just thrown it a fucking pity pittance but no no it has to look like it really does have default shit show look and i don't know how to define it other than this looks like a higher budget version of conception oh it just looks like fucking default light novel bullshit whatever maybe they threw a couple more dollars at it. it doesn't matter it looks like fucking light novel bullshit are we starting with this one i guess we're starting with this one i was gonna start with the other one but I'm not one to defy nature. I'm not one to push against it because, again, it's 50-50 and I really feel like fighting a white fucking whale. Yeah, he, um... He wins. The whale, uh, the whale wins. For the fucking life of me. Uh, well, since we're on the visual tack of the show, which is a weird thing because it's not really where the core problem lies. Like, the visuals are really almost... Maybe they just want to make sure you know what you're getting into. Like, they know they can find their audience by checking off the boxes, because these are people who like having their boxes checked off, which I think is one of those innate personal flaws, like, enjoys kissing the boots of authority figures. Like, you are someone who likes <laughs> having your plot boxes checked off in a very mechanical manner. You can say, ah, this is the warm, familiar water that I enjoy. You really in like seeing those four fucking kids from Family Circus standing in formation. I touched upon this in the Isekai episode, uh, the solo episode that I did. There is a fine line between what is comfy and what is safe. Uh, you know, comfy is just, you know, something that is familiar, maybe, that does not cause, uh, that uh, provides its interest curve without, you know, making you feel anxious. And safe is something that just uh, follows a formula or just, you know, like, plays Moneyball the way that this does. Moneyball can sort of... It, it's not a good thing in the case of a creative endeavor. In sports, sure, <laughs> yeah. Whoever's got, you know, whoever's got OBP, that's who you fucking want. But uh, in this... Yeah, mm. in sports, uh, some people need more Moneyball. I think the Mets could use some more Moneyball, but let's focus on the Mets. Oh, miss they're about to get sold. The Wilpons are about to sell the Mets to Steve Cohen, the guy that they were about to sell them to a few years ago. But then, you know, they include the stipulation that, oh, we, we oh, I, I still, you I still want to run the team. you your chops, then. You're doing the fucking Venom thing right now of, like, the Extendo tongue, huh? The Mets are a sleeping giant. If they sell, if the Wilpons sell, and fuck them, I hope they do, uh, to this guy who actually knows how to fucking maybe run a baseball team and actually likes the team... We could weird. be in the postseason within five years, maybe within three years, and we could fucking have that. We could have the crown that we deserved in 2015. Well, I hope that the Mets' luck is better than this fucking studio's. 
By the oh, way, right, this yeah, isn't yeah, a yeah, yeah. runaway hit like a lot of the bullshittier shows that we review. Like, there tends to be a minimum audience size, or at least it's not a runaway hit yet. The Rona has sort of flipped the tables on everyone, so some base yeah, concepts. Is... Oh, sorry, go on. This is just kind of what we got. <laughs> we were trying to be all picky, you know, as we usually are about, you know, which shows we would consume, you know, and then, uh, but uh, no, we, there's like six of them. <laughs> there's like six of them, and these are two of the most colorful. And one of them, one of them's just like the one about the chick with the tits. And I don't know what it's called, but you do. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, I, man, that's the show. That's the fucking show. Like, so, so, like, why even watch it? The threshold for becoming a meme is really lowering in real time. Like, even the fucking Zero Two thing, they had to have some kind of frame around it, right? Oh, yeah, well, because, you know, I think people like Zero Two as much as they did because she was just that fucking thirsty for, you know, their stand-in. But, like, now they're just, these are the fucking scraps that they will fucking leap at. It's just... You know what I'll give the fucking Zero Two obsesses in hindsight? Mm Mm-hmm. The stock insult for the uh, waifu types are, you know, you call them, like, inexperienced or virgins or whatever. No, I don't think that's it for the Zero Two people. I think the way they designed the fucking character's behavior and intonations and stuff reminds people of the first person that just really fucking threw it at them. (laughs) But no one did. One person, statistically, the way that people bounce off each other like free radicals through high school, through college. I know we have a lot of literal hikikomori types, but a lot of these fucking nerds did have something happen with them. With someone at some point, as the law of hormones and the jungle threw them somewhere. I want to see the numbers on this. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think I buy this hypothesis. <laughs> Fair fucking enough. But I. I was. Wondering- I think. I think it's. I think this is. I think it's because this is how they imagine. You know. This is how they imagine that a relationship might go. <laughs> and they because they don't actually have a. A real sort of idea of you know what a relationship actually is, <laughs> and uh, um, fucking, I don't want to fucking be that guy who's like, "Well, you're all virgins," but excuse me, I am a firm believer in being that guy in basically all contexts that aren't open espousal love things like cannibalism, white nationalism, or any given Republican senator. So please, be that guy on any show with me. Okay. People like Zero Two as much as they did because, lol, they're all virgins. <laughs> all right, everyone, so that's going to be the divide in the uh, Weeaboo Hell election. Um, the Dale party says that you're all deviants, and the Lego part says that you're all virgins. Choose which one you feel represents you. <laughs> you might notice, dear listener, that uh, we have not actually been talking that much about Misfit of the Demon King Academy. There's not a ton to say about it. Actually, no, there's a little bit to say about it. I mostly want to fucking laugh at it like the fucking virgin nerd it is. <laughs> because that was that was my feelings about this thing. Oh, yeah, I guess that is a part of us being drawn to the uh, chatter of the neophyta. I swear to God. Okay, base concept. I, I hate it in a way that I, I want to be cruel towards it because it amuses me. <laughs> oh, and yeah, yeah, you should probably nail down the base concept. What this fucking show is, (sighs) technically, it's a fucking comedy, right? I will say that. I sort of, I I, that that sort of dawned upon me in the third episode that I was supposed to be laughing this whole time. (laughs) Could have fooled me. It's interesting as a failed comedy because most of the comedies that we really hate on this fucking show are pointedly transgressive or pointedly have nothing fucking happening. Mm Hmm. Neither of those are this thing's problem. So as a comedy, this essentially is trying to take the method and mode of fucking One Punch Man applied to a different purpose. Applied to, you know, your a fucking light novel bullshit with... Yeah, like... Is, is this the, is this the one have talking owls? Like, oh man, they... It's not even a good fucking thing that they're stealing from. Yeah, there's a fucking race to rip off One Punch Man. Like I, I talked about the whole Mashal thing in uh, my vast. Oh, I was gonna interesting. Um, I was talking about Harry Potter, but like, yeah, 
I mean, the owls don't talk in Harry Potter, but they deliver mail, and they seem to be doing the same thing in this. Oh, yeah. So, you well, so know, it's, it's... both One Punch Man ripoffs do the Harry Potter thing, and I don't know why that's their first style. Um, maybe Harry Potter sales figures are even more cultally strong in Japan. That's disappointing. <laughs> that really, uh, that really is this one. Hey, at least they haven't gone all turf island like England. I don't know what the fuck is going on with you people over there, but get it the fuck together. <laughs> Fucking Ricky Gervais. God, I've never been so disappointed by a people. Ricky Gervais. <laughs> oh, that's not true. <laughs> ye old mirror. <laughs> uh, uh, fuck us. Some more on this concept, right? Yeah, yeah. A setting that I can pretty safely call light novel fantasy land at this point. Like, there's sort of it's a. It's just light deep... novel fantasy land. Yeah, it's like the same fucking place that vampires kiss. Assassin's Pride takes place, except no pederasty. Like, everyone totally looks 16 and up. Once again, out of all of the bad comedies we have done, this is one of the ones that is not. Okay, I. I swear to God, Vampire's Kiss is a Nicolas Cage movie. What the fuck are you talking about? Not Vampire's Kiss. Um, what the fuck? The um. Dance in the Vampire Bund? No, 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 no. The fucking one of the vampire. Oh, I swear to God, it was this season we were. Oh, it. oh, Assassin's Pride. Assassin's Pride. Assassin's Pride. Okay, I need to go back and edit in Assassin's Pride. <laughs> oh my God, that was such a fucking dumb shit show. Yeah, no, Assassin's Pride. Uh, <laughs> It's basically the same setting. I mean, like, not one-to-one, but, you know, you'd be forgiven for assuming. Yeah, it's basically the same thing for fucking Assassin's Pride. Replete with all sorts of fucking proper nouns. So, yeah, it's sort of taking that Demon King archetype, right? Which is just one of those base background buzzing concepts in the back of your head in anime, along with, I don't know, falling into people's tits and swords. It is often the... Either unseen or, you know, very quickly defeated antagonist of many a generic uh, anime fantasy slash isekai uh, series. And our protagonist is... they always, it, There always just seems to be some fucking demon king in isekai, mostly as a MacGuffin, so that they, he could just fall into people's tits. Um, and our protagonist is someone who, either 2,000 or 20 years ago, I missed the numbers of zeros. It was 2,000. It was 2,000 was the demon king. Oh, is that king supposed to be a bit? Who, who, who fucking cares? Com- comedy is dead. So, <laughs> was the fucking demon king, and then some adventurers whose names maybe you're supposed to know, but uh, we're not playing that game, killed him in his demon king form. And he came back in the show's present, not our present. It is not a, I don't know, Magitek or whatever the fuck show. That's, it still seems to be the exact same world he left behind two uh, two thousand years ago. So we can't even have, you know, some dumbass fish out of water jokes, which wouldn't have been very good, but would have been something. Table scraps, at least. The comedic conceit is he is only really a month year old, but has a man's body, which leads to the only good joke in this show. By the way. Oh yeah, now he like he pops out and immediately just has. The voice of a grown man. The contrast is kind of funny. funny. I actually might have even milked it more in their case, but uh, I guess they had to. Yeah, move. they could have taken a fucking victory lap on that one. Like Christ, man, a fucking god of high school did with a with the uh, road sign joke. Even interspecies reviewers took a victory lap with its best joke, which is merely mediocre but not terrible. That aside, there is a competition within this fucking school to become the new demon king. And he is the reincarnation of the Demon King, so he stunts on everyone. So you might be saying, wait, so in the frame of how jokes and conflicts work in anything, doesn't him being the past Demon King and knowing from the start kind of obviate any kind of interest or tension? Yeah, but they're trying to nod, wink it, or whatever the fuck, because the idea is supposed to... I guess you're supposed to be just enjoying him stunting on everyone to an insane degree, being... A foregone conclusion. Yeah, I kind of just hate the motherfucker. (laughs) It's a fucking problem. Okay, you know who he reminds me of? Is he reminds me of, you know, that one fucking dude that you played Dungeons and Dragons with in college. Mm -hmm. 
who decides to make the fucking edgy Sasuke Uchiha anime character. Um, when everyone else just wants to play a fucking game of Dungeons and Dragons. It's like, oh yeah, I'm Jovan, the cleric. Uh, and you know, you know, I come from a small town and I'm a big believer in law and civilization. And I am a cleric of, you know, the, uh, the community domain and the healing domain. And I want to be friends with all of you and form a nice community. And my name is Javik the Blood Cursed. Um, but some people simply call me Darkness. Yeah, so um, that's kind of this guy, except uh, oh wait, no, I I, I don't even think I'm using the right voice. Uh, it's like my name is Javik Felsworn. Uh, there we go, there it is, and uh, you know he, <laughs> I guess I'll go on your adventure. Yeah, that's who this fucking guy reminds me of because everyone who's ever fucking played D and D in college knows this motherfucker. They've played with this motherfucker before. Uh, he's not fun. He's not cool. <laughs> no one finds him interesting. Shut the fuck up. Uh, and and yet now I have to watch a fucking show about him where you know the the show is playing along with him, whereas any self respecting dungeon master would not. He is really the creative inspiration behind every stock rocks fall, everyone dies situation you've heard of. I think that's a very good way of describing this show's overall tone and mood. My experience of it, or at least my version of bottling the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I know I keep going back to fucking Assassin's Pride. <laughs> but it is like if every time they expected your heart to beat fast, or you to think, wow... That was sweet in Assassin's fucking Pride. They instead mm-hmm. just played like a 90s sitcom laugh track. You know what it reads like? It reads like the aforementioned D&D character that I was explaining or that I was uh, mm-hmm. laying out. Uh, it reads like that player wrote a fan fiction for his D&D character and, you know, kind of built a shitty little world for him where he was awesome and cool and all of the girls wanted to fuck him and he could <laughs> effortlessly defeat anyone. Speaking of the shitty little world, there's this one little thing that I want to point out, which is um, it's this kind of fucking standard, not too standard thing, but it's a very common trope. Kind of like this attack of the proper nouns thing where the world building will be lazy in such a way that it includes like these proper nouns that are never uh, fully explained, like proper nouns or, you know, magic systems or whatever that are never fully explained, but have these flat proper nouns attached to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do not explain them because uh, they're not very original and you can understand how they work immediately because they are not very original. Yeah. It's a weird version of, Relying on prior reading, which there, it's almost like the dark version of craft because I guess that is in a way ruthlessly efficient for a show, right? Like you can get all this information across so quickly, but it relies on everything within your thing being hackneyed by default. Wait, craft like like craft singles? No, like craft like I was thinking craftsmanship, cheese. like literary. Oh, craft. okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... It's, it's like um, shadow craft. It's like the craft that fucking ad agencies have, said Denard McHypocrite Pence. It doesn't explain this lazy world building because it knows it's lazy. It knows you've seen it before. It didn't feel like spending the time making the world interesting because that's not, I guess, why you're here. Uh, you're here to, I guess, live vicariously through this guy. Uh, but fuck you, I won't do it. I want him to die. When it comes to this world building method, I would like to refer to my literal notes for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, In which it. there is a page that just says, uh, and I quote, words, 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 and yet nothing has been said. It is astounding uh, how much people will not shut the fuck up in this show. Uh, it, it's weird. A lot of the time I will get on shows for um, nothing happening, mm-hmm. and yeah, nothing happens in this, but it spins so much dialogue and effort having nothing happen. I can't really accuse this of having all sorts of, you know, just still frames of people just kind of sitting there, you know, like elevator style um, or, you know, quality animation. The animation is, you know, on a technical level, pretty good. Uh, it doesn't matter, though. I want to caveat nothing happening. Someone like us on mincing terms here. 
Well, yeah, anime fans are idiots. They, they're idiots. When he says nothing happens, nothing that your brain sticks to or gloms onto or that really matters with a capital M happens. I know that there are a lot of events in this show and that its whole comic style, in fact, sort of relies on their density. Like the number of fantastic concepts or fucking opponents he runs through. It's like, in it's like oh yeah, I'm sure packed. he beats that guy in a duel. I'm sure that, you know, the white haired chick you know, wants to fuck him, and I'm sure that her sister also wants to fuck him, and those are technically things that happened, yes, but that's that's not really what I'm talking about. When I say that nothing happens, it's that there there does not actually seem to be anything that they're building towards. Nothing meaningful, nothing that actually... There's no interest curve. There we go. There's no actual interest curve in this show. And, uh, and it's amazingly apparent from basically the the first five minutes up to you know the point in which we uh the point which we uh, got to, and I doubt it. I doubt it changes at all. There are two major points in the back of my head that you sort of have bounced off of here. Mm-hmm. Now, first off, when it comes to there being no long term interests and the base fact that everyone wants to fuck him on this show, yeah. So far, in the batch of episodes we watched, every yeah. episode has introduced a new girl that wants to fuck him. We're three for three right now. Mm-hmm. We are? No. Two, oh, does it, is, it, is his two, mom two. one of... I, I'm going to count it due to this being a shitty anime. His mom counts. Yeah, I'm totally counting his mom. I think his mom probably wants to fuck him. This is this is a shitty anime. Of course she does. Yeah. So, to, totally counts. It's a shitty... So, oh, wait, wait. It's a shitty light novel-ass anime. And I'm actually just going to look up real quick if this is indeed based on a light novel because I'd be fucking surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, it's totally a fucking light novel series. <laughs> So, with that established, there is something that this could do for me comedically. That'd just be a windmill slam joke. If every episode continues to have one to three new people that want to fuck him, but all the old new people that want to fuck him continue to follow him around like fucking Pokemon, like the frame starts getting crammed. Also, there's the, there's the whole thing where no one shuts up in this show uh, because I'm gonna yes and you here. Uh, I want it to be like that, like you're describing. Just you know, all the the frame crammed with all these uh, all these women who want to fuck him, and then they're all talking at the same time, and you cannot actually understand what's being uh, said anymore. It's like oh my god, it's like it's fuck- like being in a crowded cafeteria. <laughs> oh god, all the fucking nicknames running at once everyone's making their stock poses at the same time <laughs> just uh, remember that that one super cut where they layered uh, every single billy mays video together just you know just every single commercial that he ever did yep just in a checkerboard pattern across the screen kind of like that just it sounds something like that except instead of billy mays it's all you know just squeaky anime girl uh, and, you know, they don't all fit in, on frame, so they have to do the Cromartie High School thing <laughs> where they just, like, click and drag someone to the ceiling. Every now and then one, like, squeezes in front. <laughs> like, visibly shoves another love interest aside to get on camera. Oh, no, in my head, it's not even animated. It's just, you know, if you pay attention, you know, one of them is in front now. Uh, and it happened between frames. Yeah. Now, in terms of nothing fucking happening... So in theory, you know, trying to play towards that's fucking ironically. Like, it wants that fucking, I don't know, Saitama, does any of this really matter? Well, actually, not even that. This is, I keep comparing this to One Punch Man. If you want to break it down, it is uh, It would definitely dumber. love for you to compare it to One Punch Man. It would want to, but... You'd, if, you'd be doing it a favor, and I don't even like One Punch Man. But if you even, like, ignore the originality question, it is dumber than One Punch Man... Because One Punch Man's one fucking joke and only fucking joke, a problem that we continue to have with that shit, but One Punch Man's one fucking joke is a kind of ennui of invincibility. Mm-hmm. Whereas this show does not really engage with that concept beyond wouldn't it be sweet? Oh, yeah, he revels in, you know, his invincibility. It's, it's, it's like you're supposed to be him. Like, he's supposed to be you. It's so fucking transparent. I'm so goddamn tired of this. Uh, but I'm... I kind of fucking uh, smell blood in the water with this show, so I'm not so goddamn tired the way that I was with the um, Assassin's Pride. Yeah, 
No, no, Assassin's Pride. I also smelled blood in the water. What was the fucking one where it's like kind of an isekai but not, and the main protagonist like literally didn't have a personality? Oh my god, that was Princess Connect Redive. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, 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 that one. Um, where where I actually felt defeated by the world after having watched it. I didn't have that reaction this time. Mostly, I uh, I wanted to fucking beat this show up and steal its lunch money. So speaking of stealing its lunch money, I'm going to add some specificity. So the reason I was talking about the way this makes nothing happen on its little irony spectrum is because mm-hmm. it masterfully robs the big jokes of the episode and big conflicts of the episode of all tension. Like, I have never seen it. It's like a fucking assembly line on this front. Let me lay this out for you. I'm going to go micro for once. That's right, people. The world is fucking ending. Do it. First real combat we have. Mm-hmm. It's going to be this arena thing. He's going to have an arena fight to qualify for this thing. But on the way to that, he meets the guy he's going to fight. And because he is so sweet, he deflects the guy's spell and flicks it back at him, wrecks him. The guy is crying because he's humiliated or some shit. And keep in mind, he just did this to the person who him fighting was going to be the main conflict and joke of the episode. So to jump into wrestling terms, why would I give a shit about the match when you have already geeked out this guy on every level? There's no alarms and there are no surprises. Uh, and it's not funny enough to to have it be like, oh yeah, but that's the point. No, yeah, but it's not funny. Or even, once again, the thing that it's fucking ripping off, the One Punch Man thing. They show the aliens or supervillains or whatever the fuck of the episode running around, smacking around smaller heroes, flipping over shopping carts and shit before Saitama punches them normally, creating the contrast for the fucking joke. The show cannot even keep its fucking own a nation hands off itself long enough. Oh, anime fans are not going to know what that word means. <sighs> this show cannot keep its fucking masturbation addict hands off of itself long enough to flash you properly in a structured manner. There we go. <laughs> it's, it's like the guy with the trench coat, like, opens it up like he's three blocks down. And he just opens a trench coat and sort of helicopters it around for a bit. Yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of penises, uh, I, I, I felt somewhat uncomfortable at times watching this show. Because you were so obviously meant to be living vicariously through this fucking awful Gary Stew of an MC. <laughs> uh, it, it almost felt like this this show had just kind of like unzipped my pants and was just giving me a fucking stroke or two. <laughs> uh, and I didn't ask for it to fucking do that uh, whatsoever. That was not what I was looking to have happen today. Keep your hands to your fucking self. Yeah, everyone, remember that consent is sexy? Yeah, and this show isn't. And this show is not. Uh, so yeah, this show is literal fucking dog shit. Don't watch it. Uh, I don't know what else I have to say about it. I think there's a limited number of shows that you as a working or studying or simply depressed individual, wherever you are, there's a limited number of shows you can watch in the amount of time you can have. Mm-hmm. You can debase your fucking base media point of reference by only watching shit like this. That's all I'm going to say. You can make yourself just fucking dumber for a bit. That's what worries me sometimes, because um, generally speaking, my media intake is like 95% um, animation, be it anime or be it uh, Western cartoons, because I kind of just decided, you know, a couple years ago, this was going to be my niche. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just going to, you know, immerse myself in it, be able to speak that language, you know, better than, you know, anyone I knew uh, besides, you know, you, of course. Yeah, sometimes I worry that it is just making me stupid. <laughs> maybe maybe I've, like, lost the thread somewhat. No. No. No, it's the children who are wrong. It is the children who are wrong. Because I can still recognize a ludicrous piece of dog shit when I see one, and this show is certainly that. And before you fucking, I don't know, throw boomer stones and crosses upon us, dumb bullshit came out. When I was coming up to Subasa Reservoir Chronicles, I think we talked about it. Oh yeah, we did. It was it was at least as bad as it this. It was definitely at least as bad as this. It's interesting to see how there is starting to be some braciation in the ways and forms in which these shows are bad. But 
that's more of an evolution of the form kind of thing to look at. Maybe evolution of the market. I mean, at least that this wasn't a fucking gachapon show. At least this wasn't a gachapon show or an isekai show, though. When it comes to isekai, well, isekai has just so fucking infected um, anime that you know, even if this isn't an isekai show, it has uh, enough fucking isekai tropes. You know, this guy looks enough like what the fuck is his name? Um, Kirito? No. Yeah, yeah, Kirito. Uh, that that you know you you know that it's intentional. Oh, yeah, it kind of looks like if Kirito's fucking second testicle dropped. Something to that effect. Yeah. Hey, decadent spoilers incoming. It's funny that you bring up Isekai sort of infecting everything, because our second show, which for my money, good so far, our second show disturbs me. It makes me horrified. Because it, we have reached a point where the Isekai thing is entrenched enough. That you are now going to start seeing better shows that are reacting to trends and formulae within Isekai. Oh man, so we should put a spoiler tag on this one because, oh boy, does oh, yeah, uh, everything change. A spoiler tag if you don't want to be thrown for something coming on the rest of the fucking season here, okay? Yeah, we're talking about uh, we're talking about Decadence here, alright? And if you have not seen that show... Um, because, you know, the ending of the first episode and the beginning of the second one changes fucking everything. Yeah, it's got that, uh, Battlestar Galactica thing going for it like that. If you haven't watched the show and you're just listening to me saying this, just turn this off, watch the first couple episodes, come back, because even my saying, oh man, there's some big shit, uh, that's going to influence, you know, your, uh, your first experience viewing the first episode, and I don't actually want that to happen. I don't actually think you're a moron. We love our anime fandom viewers. I kind of, in a weird way, admire the person with the opposite of my fucking opinions about everything who just tunes in for his daily insults and says, Cool, Denard. On the other hand, go fuck yourself. I'm going back to the waifu dome. I know a joy that is purer than anything you will ever experience with your neurotypical bullshit. So much fucking pornography out there, and they choose to watch interspecies reviewers. I don't fucking get it, Denard. I don't understand people. <laughs> Do you think it hurts, like, emotionally for a porn star to watch someone watching interspecies reviewers? I just... For... Okay, so uh, this is my second Simpsons reference of the day, but it was that fucking, like, Grandpa Simpsons. Like, I used to be it, then they changed what it was. Now what I am isn't it, and what's it is scary. <laughs> It'll happen to you. Imagine you are a porn star, man or woman. By the way, that it thing that happened to me when I was like 13, so I kind of live with it. But imagine you are a porn star, just in terms of interspecies reviewer things. We'll get back to Decadence in a second. Mm-hmm. But imagine you're an adult performer, man, woman, whatever. And you have just finished a long day of what can only be described as anal bankai. <laughs> like, you will have to take some time off. And then you see some chuckle fuck... <laughs> Watching interspecies reviewers while your fucking masterwork, your fucking piece de la rectal resistance goes unacknowledged. Is that dude jerking it to 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 interspecies reviewers? C- could he be described as a fucking scab? Or is interspecies <laughs> reviewers the fucking scab? Because one of them is a fucking scab. That's a great question. We need to figure out, like, which one of these is violating praxis. Like... <laughs> A fucking scab. That's great. All, however, fucking many of the interspecies viewers are class traitors. <laughs> Cancel them. <laughs> oh. oh, man. All right, so, so Decadence, right? All right, so Decadence is a show for um, sane teens or adults, which is a different pace for us. Yes. The concept we are introduced to before the concept is that we are thrown at what sort of looks like a. Sort of what looks like just a sort of stylish flavor of the month. We're put into a world that looks like Mad Max ran into Attack on Titan. With some mortal engines thrown in yeah, there. Yeah, some mortal engines thrown in there. And uh, I don't know. I would have watched that too. <laughs> and it was, it was cool. Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, there's like, there, there's nothing really special about it. Um, But then, you know, then the end of the first episode hits and that's kind of the point. And this thing, I don't know what term you use, like reverse isekai or whatever, but essentially 
let's explain the, the the premise as you know is explained to us in the first episode, right? So you've got this post-apocalyptic Earth where you've got this giant ass fucking city which has the last of mankind you know has within mm-hmm. it. It crawls around on treads, right? Uh, and there are monsters out there, big you know like kind of kind of fun looking monsters that they need to fend off by uh, floating around, and it's it's it's, it's Attack on Titan, you know, gonna. Not with the serial numbers filed off, but you know, just uh, it's, it's very Attack on Titan esque. Yeah. It, it seems to be meant meant to be intentionally recalling Attack on Titan, right? Mm-hmm. Here's this girl who wants to be one of the cool motherfuckers who fights these uh, these monsters, you know, in their you know floaty gear. Elite badass core number fourteen. The elite badass core who you know drive out in Mad Max trucks and float around with their flying floaty. 3DMG yeah. basically, uh, you know, like shoot, uh, shoot thunder spears, not quite at the, uh, at the monsters. Right. Um, but she doesn't, she can't, there's some technicality on her application and then she gets stuck just, uh, cleaning goo off the side of this giant fucking mobile fortress thing. Yeah. And then you find that, I don't know what the ratios are. I guess they must be at least the warrior class of this place. Are mostly the one three three seven gamer aliens? Oh, they're not aliens. I I looked cyborgs, it up to clarify. Right? Cyborgs, they're cyborgs. Yeah. yeah. The designs keep making me think aliens. Let me backpedal. There is basically an entire outside civilization, most of the fucking planet, who are cyborgs. Oh, I think they just live in space because like Earth is fucked at this point. They just live on this big spaceship in space, and they are they are kind of cartoony-looking cyborgs, which is like the other half of what's left of humanity. And these people are essentially using the AOT knockoff. At first, it looks like it's just a form of entertainment. It seems to be an engine of social control on their end, too. Yeah, it, it's like um Fortnite, but it's for real. It's like the role Fortnite would play in, like, Fahrenheit 451, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because... They seem to be ruled by a corporation that is just their civilization. Their civilization is a corporation. Uh, and, you know, it provides bread and circuses for them uh, through, you know, just the the last remnants of, you know, actual real humans just beaming down into these Avatar-esque bodies yeah. playing a fucking, um, playing fucking Fortnite with them. You can see that they've fallen into, lean in, lean in, decadence. Uh... Thank you, thank you. Um, if you would like to mail me a letter bomb, you can just send that over to a South Brooklyn, and uh, the post office will sort it out. <laughs> so, really quick, I spent a good bit of the first three episodes not perhaps paying as much attention as I should have because I was trying to sort out, you know, just the main metaphor here. Mm-hmm. Because part of the conceit is that you know, um, this girl's boss, right? Uh, as it turns out was one of the, one of the most MLG of the MLG um you know cyborg gamers who beams into avatar body in order yeah. to you know play the attack on titan fortnite game uh that you know they 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 are basically they have turned you know the last remnants of humanity into right and his whole thing is that uh he cheated once or was involved in a cheating scandal and now the uh the the, the mega corp that owns his fucking ass uh has him I guess Blade Running or something. Oh, yeah, he's hunting down, like, bugs, and bugs are people that aren't in the fucking system. Bugs are people who are who, who don't fucking play ball. Um, they're, they're not actually, but they're just, you know, there's this big whole, you know, propaganda sort of thing where, you know, the um the administrative branch of this, uh, the, the cyborg uh, company, whatever, oh, man, is talking about how, you know, Bugs must be purged. Yeah. It is these, you know, defective individuals that are the problem. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I see what, I see what. You, it's not, you know, it's a, it is the the corrupt system, you know, insisting that it is the fault of, you know, bad individuals that causes all of these problems, and not, you know, this. It's not a systemic problem. Hashtag bootstraps. They need to pick themselves up by their bootstraps. Yes, this is uh, this is Lindsay Ellis's woke Disney um, <laughs> sort of sort of theorem where you know that if you've not seen it and God give Lindsay Ellis all the views that you can. You know, once you're done with the Weeaboo Hell backlog, give Lindsay once Ellis. Once you're done with the Weeaboo Hell, she, she's uh, taken new Disney right and 
all the new Disney stories are just sort of playing to the idea of wokeness a little bit. But if you look at them, they're talking about how uh, problems in modern society that, you know, the uh, the general, you know, like center left to left would, you know, have issue with or take issue with mm-hmm. are not the fault of society itself, of capitalism as a system itself, but the fault of particularly evil or greedy individuals who, you know, pervert, you know, a fundamentally fine uh, system, right? So that's um, that's kind of where this show's head is at. This show's, uh, this show's with Lindsay Ellis on this one. That is the strangest fucking thing with those. Like, it's... Like, if the issue of the moment was, I don't know, I'll just pick sexism out of a hat. Instead of there being, like, mm-hmm. a general sexist thrust, like, I don't know if people were in Mulan or whatever the fuck, now there would be... A man called Sexism Man. And yes. he would have three goons who don't even care about that. They're just getting paid. They're like, whatever, dude. Well, the, the great example that she used was the new um, Mary Poppins movie, where the bad guys are the evil bankers. <laughs> and there's, like, these good bankers. Like, that's, like, a thing that fucking exists. What the fuck are the good bankers? Like, do they have their own Mary Poppins umbrellas? Do they float it and say... We'll repossess your house a little later. Exactly. Um. So, the lie that you know the uh that the cyborgs of the cyborg civilization and decadence is are being told is that you know such individuals, such evil bankers, right, are the ones who need to go in order to make the world a uh, better place, and thus this is the mission that this uh, deuteragonist uh, has been given. Oh yeah, this by the way is the most fascinating thing about this show to me. Uh, is, is its awareness of this fucking uh, narrative that is, you know, any problems in capitalism are not the fault of capitalism itself; they are, uh, but of individuals within the system who pervert it, or you know, who are you know after their own ends. It's like, guys, the fuck are you kidding? Excuse me, uh, Sam. Um, this is a centrist podcast. We only need to change some elements of the flesh pit. Harder Daddy Cuomo. The flesh pit is reformable. Oh god, am I gonna, am I gonna end up fucking DSA posting for half an hour? Because it's perfectly within my fucking power. But I'm gonna try to get myself on track. Oh yeah, should I dial it back? Because I've been doing it for like 15 minutes at this point, and I'm running out of batteries. You know what? Like I'm literally running out of battery on my computer. Right, here's the problem, because we're gonna finish talking about the show's elements, and then we can just go back to kicking the system in the shins. Okay? Okay. Well, like, it's kind of, you kind of can't do one without the other, because it's pretty baked into the fucking narrative. That's true, we can talk about different things they used to convey this point, at least. Mm Mm-hmm. For, I like the thing in the show that it basically sets the emotional stakes for the early episodes with a bit of dramatic irony. Yes. His relationship with this girl is basically the equivalent of sneaking your knowledge in order to read in Fahrenheit 451, which evidently I'm thinking about this week, I don't know, maybe I reread it, whatever. I think that's a cute choice, and it lends a different context to sort of how it, like, you know, those, again, an early Attack on Titan fucking training scenes. This does those, there's a whole extra context lying over it. It's a... Yeah, because she's being put through a fucking tutorial, like a fucking... I I know, I don't play Fortnite. I never tried playing Fortnite. Is there a tutorial in Fortnite? Because if there is, then that is basically what, you know, he's putting her through in, you know, episode two or three or something like that. You know, I don't even know if Fortnite needs a tutorial because you need to play it to be considered a fucking citizen now. I shouldn't complain. I've played it. It's fun. It it actually is fine. I feel like it's fine and, you know, also flossing or something. How does that meme go? I don't know. I don't play Fortnite. Sit us, the intellectuals who played the fucking online Gears of War multiplayer mode like it was fine fucking art. God, how many fucking hours, days even, of fucking Horde mode? That thing is a Lotus Eater machine. I am scared of Horde mode. You're only done with Horde mode when Horde mode's done with you. That is very much a thing. It's not really your choice whether you turn off your fucking Xbox 360 or not. Oh, shit, shit. Thing I wanted to get to. Thing I need to get to. Oh, yeah, 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 don't let me, there's, uh, there's a, yeah, I'll shut the There's a simple up. thing that is really awesome about this show is that the entire cyborg world has a completely different aesthetic. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is directed by the same guy who directed Mob Psycho 100, by the way. Uh, ah, and, cool. And you, it, it shows in, like, the fun kind of contrasting art styles and, like, interesting cartoony things. And also the uh, the kinetics of this show are very, you know, it's, it's you, you can tell it's him. Decadence is... 
a so far very strong show about our uh, stupid broken system. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting to me with the main guy. They don't, at least thus far. They they might do this later, at least for the sake of drama, because I know you need drama to have episodes. But so far, they have sort of skipped the customary dystopian thing of I don't know. I sort of like how things are in fucked up shit world. Do I really need to help this girl? But. Oh, yeah, he was starving himself to death until he decides that this is more interesting. Yeah, so this is, uh... And I don't know, maybe the... Oh, Death Parade. He also he also directed Death Parade, which I, I watched some of it, and it was very good. Death Parade? I'll have to get on Death Parade. We watched some oh, of wait, it. Oh, wait, I do I remember we watched that. that yeah, yeah, that actually... yeah, it was like the one with, like, the, where the afterlife is a bar. That was cool. I want to take one of those anthology shows like that and do an episode where... We'll, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, continue. Shit, what the fuck was I even saying? I don't know. It's my fault that I just... <laughs> it's my fault for distracting you. You were talking about how you didn't want to get distracted, and then I'm like, ooh, Death Parade, you know? Hey, look over here. Look over here. Hey, hey, look over here. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> the good news is that this is a fun show with a fun idea that uses... that tells an interesting kind of meta story in a way that is way simpler than it sounds. Like, it lays this... It paces this stuff out. If I were to give it some demerits, it actually does some exposition dumps that I feel like are unnecessary. Well, it's quite a fucking premise. I don't want to take too many points off for that. I think if I if it loses points anywhere, it's that it's um I found myself watching this and being like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I'm not really sure how exactly it didn't quite absolutely knock my socks off because it's it's it should have right like like everything about the, the this thing's central metaphor is right the fuck where i'm at its visuals are really fucking cool its character designs are great its premise is fascinating there's just something about that didn't quite fucking um I, I I hate to I hate to be like oh I give it an eight out of ten but like I, I kind of have to I'm not sure what those other two points are or where they are I think that dramatically this show the points where it pays off its dramatic tensions it doesn't often feel as big or as emotionally wrenching or as funny as it should be for something paying off that tension like it's like the yeah. resolving notes in music you have to get those right to really elevate the work and i think that's maybe what's missing in decadence so far could be yeah i know and like also i will concede that you know um i will always like star wars more than uh let's say logan's run uh, even if you know logan's run had more to say did it star wars versus yeah, I think it logan's might run um or uh, or uh, let's let's be like uh, let's be a little bit more to the point. Star Wars versus uh, the day the Earth stood still. Ah, okay, yeah. <coughs> Sorry, that was that was that wasn't. I I had uh, a little bit of water uh, go down the wrong. Oh pipe wow, we now. had a genuine uh, cough on We Will for the first time. We use the stick cough so much, like that real dry, like <coughs> you know the dominant uh, misfit demon king sound. Yeah. <coughs> anyway, that. this has been your lovely Weeaboo Hell 2 reviews. We are very happy with the state of the American social and economic condition. Yeah, it's great. Everything's perfect. I love it. as I glide the tip of my tongue gently between the crevasses of a local officer's boot (laughs) and switch over to the childlike sneakers of Elon Musk and say, oh yeah, tell me that other thing you bought out you invented. Yeah. I'm going to totally dive off point, but this is an anime thing, so half of you people are the fucking Elon Musk crowd anyway. Yeah. So I was going to fucking talk about it. This brain thing everyone is circle jerking him about is pre-existing fucking technology that other firms have worked on, but we don't understand the language of the brain particularly well, so there's not that much we can fucking do with it yet. Yeah, this this strikes me very much as that one meme of like the neckbeard fucking amazed showing you his phone. Yeah, yeah. So all of you if you want to science stand someone, just find a random MIT freshman and follow him around for four years. You'll have a more productive time, you'll learn more shit. He's more likely to do something himself. He won't disappoint his wife quite as much. 
Oh, I'm sure Grimes. You know, I'm, I'm sure Grimes is on a fucking Shapiro-esque dry-ass pussy train, but that's a whole. That's a whole <laughs> other thing. Oh man, I loved that whole fucking thing. What a ride that was. It's a great fucking consequence of modernity that that whole audio segment exists. Oh, absolutely. I would trade. I would trade it in a fucking split second, not even a split second, for just the the privilege of living in a saner world than this one. But if this is the world that I have to live in, then I do love, love the revelation that Ben Shapiro is incapable of making his wife sexually excited. And thinks he has been doing a great job to this one. Great job the entire time, yeah. <laughs> anyway, people, don't be like the Demon King. But especially don't be like Ben Shapiro. In fact, I would rather you make and produce 17 version of the Demon King than even be halfway like Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, at the end of the day, I did enjoy making fun of Misfit of the Demon King Academy. Uh, at the end of the day, I just wish that Ben Shapiro didn't exist. If he stroked out, I, I wouldn't be the King of Tears. Let's wait for fucking Jordan Peterson to fucking one dumb chud at a time. Wait for Jordan Peterson? What's fucking left to take from Jordan Peterson? What would death mean to Jordan Peterson at this point? <laughs> it's like staking a fucking vampire and putting it back in the coffin. You're just going back to the fucking nap zone. Anyway, this is Weeaboo Hell. Hell. We are, it's we are Hell. a very centerline show. I am Denar Dale. I am Sam Legault. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all of you. Once again, you can go to weeabooHell.com or seemoreevil.com. We're also on Instagram and technically Twitter, but more on Instagram. Uh, yeah, more more Instagram these days than social media. Oh yeah, I, I finally I finally got rid of my Facebook, Denard. It's 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 done. I'm mostly free now. Oh shit! I'm ninety percent free. Congratulations! You are not part of the Zucks fucking foundation anymore. Does the sky feel brighter? I mean, I'm still on Messenger just because a whole lot of people that I know are on Messenger. So <laughs> my, my, my chains are now just invisible. I know they're separate threads. Yeah, you can deactivate your Facebook and still uh, stick around on Messenger. I have, it, I have it deactivated instead of deleted just in case I need to go back and grab some shit from it at any time. Right, but like, right. Yeah, the no, photos that were its original purpose. Fair, fair. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's, uh, um, delete your fucking Facebook people. Yes. Deprive Zuck of his powers. Or do your fucking darndest to try. Resistant all that. Denar Dale, signing yeah. off. Peace. Peace.